Those three-story pits barring certain passages made that impossible. And time, yes, time was slippery. She needed to hurry, because the man was coming. Yet she couldn't even describe what she sought. A gift for Cadman, that's all she knew. She drew on powers as both soothsayer and true believer to remind herself of her journey's importance. Cadman was the closest she'd ever known to having a baby of her own. Although the fetal child had developed in another woman's womb. It took some time to find you, came a voice at her back. But you knew I'd never give up. The pet turned and met the steady, distant glare of Malnifoli of Tigony, the Honorable Giva. With that title, he should have been the unquestioned leader of their people. His leadership was a listing ship, however, the derisive nickname the Usurper attested to as much, barely writing itself in time to escape the swell of each new wave. It wouldn't survive much longer. I escaped, she said. I didn't attempt to hide. I'm taking you back to Greece. He flicked his eyes across the irregular half-walls. He stood some two hundred meters away, just beyond the outermost wall that marked the border of the labyrinth. Given time and patience, he could climb across three lanes to apprehend her physically, but he had a gift far more crippling and violent than hers. Electricity was his plaything. I don't want to go back to Greece. She pushed at the sleeves of her thin purple blouse, which contrasted with her militaristic cargo pants and heavy boots. She was a lover of contrast. In revealing bare skin, she also revealed parallel incisions across her left biceps that had healed to papery scars. There's work to be done for all five clans. You were Dr. Astor's companion for how many years? You commit blasphemy when speaking of the five clans. I was his companion. Now I'm not. She nodded to the parallel scars. These are the reminders I gave myself as proof of my freedom and loyalty to our kind. The intensity of Malnifoli's expression increased a hundredfold when he narrowed his eyes. His lips tightened. She could see his anger, even feel it, despite the distance and obstacles between them. He looked like an emperor whose displeasure would result in countless deaths. Did others see him as she did? Were they so awed or bitter as to miss the signs? Or was fear what caused so many to whisper, Usurper, behind his back, rather than challenge him outright? You'll forgive me if I don't believe a brainwashed servant. I didn't serve him, she said, snarling. You wouldn't understand. No one would, she thought. In some warped way, her relationship with Dr. Heath Astor, heir to the human Astor cartel, was that of a victim coming to love her torturer. He had hurt her. He'd also left her in isolation for months at a time. She had been twelve years old on the first day of her imprisonment. After decades of such treatment, she'd craved his attention, no matter how painful, because being alone was far more devastating. Affection was a strange emotion to feel for the man her logical mind knew was her abuser, her dismantler, 
her maker. You aided in the perpetuation of his crimes, Bagiva said. You helped him keep hundreds of dragon kings imprisoned as the victims of his sick experiments. She exhaled. Her shoulders slumped, which was a surprise. Had she really expected anything different from the Giva? Your mind won't be changed by anything I say. Without looking at him again, she resumed her slow, careful push through the ruins, searching, not knowing what her eyes, her soul, needed to find. You can't walk away from me. His voice was no louder now, but more commanding. He possessed some trick of supreme confidence. It radiated from him like the pulse of heat from a raging furnace. I can if you don't know the way to follow, she said. The hair on-